This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take Take what what you you like like and leave leave the the rest. rest. Welcome Uh, to the show. uh, Welcome to the show. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm your host, Travis Travis. Looney, and you are? Not Travis Looney. Oh, very Uh, good. Today, I'm Pete Olson. So when Today. I used, when I was doing well when he I was doing Gemini. when I was driving Uber they'd be like um, are you you're Pete you know because they would make to make sure they got in the right car with the right driver and I'd be like just for today I am um, and what I didn't realize is with strangers um, who were looking for a safe space to get a ride that's not really the answer they're looking for um, to feel safe and so I got a lot of weird looks and then I finally stopped doing it because um, people don't really like to not think that I just stole a car and was driving randomly around. So anyways, uh, but for today, I'm Pete Olson, and most likely for tomorrow, I'll also be Pete Olson. <laughs> That's what Melissa just said. She was like, today. <sighs> today. I was like, yeah, you never yeah. know. Gemini's. So, um, integrate. There's only one of us that knows the, the, what the I have no the idea what's going is. on today. Yeah, Travis doesn't know. He's in the dark. Um, so, there was a lot of conversations that, is there any other introductory things that need to happen, or are we get, sometimes I jump into the meat and, bu- meat and potatoes and forget something. Well, meat and taters? Well, as you come in, say hello. Um, give us some hearts, not those thumbs up, because, you know, Facebook uh, is being... Whatever. Also, what's a, since we have great in the title, let's do a gratitude. What are you gratitude for today? Um, <laughs> I'm gra- grateful for uh, my job. Mm. Yeah, I'm grateful that... Today is getting in the swing of things. There's kind of like a, a flow to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, it was like, uh, I was talking to Melissa earlier today. It was like a very uneventful day. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I know what I need to do, and I just need to do it. Yeah. So, it's good. I don't have people pounding on me for asking me for other things and doing this and doing that. So, yeah. Very nice. I'm grateful for uh, my current job which is Amazon delivery driver. And I, it's, it's, it's funny how I thought in the moment I was going backwards when I accepted this job again. Um, I did it for five months back in the day and then I left to go live a cubicle life and then that didn't work out so well. Um, which actually it worked out really well because it led to a lot of great conversations on this show. Um, so I'm grateful for that job as well, but I'm back in the space. And sometimes when I go full circle or I feel like I'm going backwards, I'm unsure of what that means for my life. And it actually, uh, means right now for me, it means it's a space where I can pause. This job is super easy right now. Um, it's super relaxed. It's super comfortable. I am my own boss technically because I'm by myself out on the road. Like I deal with dispatch and stuff, but like, I'm not, I don't have to like, respond to anyone else i get to problem solve i get to be creative i get to decide the flow and the pace and the speed which are all things that i wasn't able to do at the job that i left to before the cubicle job um so i'm grateful for this job um yeah cool so we're grateful for jobs and learning jobs. lessons and yeah, figuring stuff out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah grateful yeah. for jobs so let's uh let's get travis out of the dark here yeah, uh, because right. he he literally went for a walk this morning, and as he was walking out, he like turned over his shoulder very sheepishly and like almost evil, um, and was like, "I have a good topic for the show," mm. and then turns back around and says, "Maybe." <laughs> so he gets back from his walk and he says, "Would you like to know what it's about?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's make it a surprise for everybody." 
Totally. So what is it? What's going on? Okay. What's so, it called? Why is this well, integrate? Uh, because integration is the phase I'm in right now. Uh, so this summer I spent a lot of time um, going in introspective, say like, who's Pete? Why does he do what he do? Like, what? Who, what's the foundation of me? And one of the things that I learned, just to recap a little bit, is that um, I have, for most of my life, um, I've courted into other people uh, or I found attachments to other people to help define my value and to be taken care of. Um, so those were very big aha moments for me. It also inspired another episode of this show where you and I got to talk about our relationship because when I had that aha moment and I felt like I was learning different things about myself, uh, you and I uh, were in need to find new language and how to connect and how to communicate. communicate. And also that some of that communication was not maybe like having super big conversations, but also taking space to like – not communicate and be okay with that. Uh-huh. So this next phase. So so when I whenever I have big aha moments, um, and actually this is a new conversation because I've never really given thought and space for what integration is and what it looks like and how it how the body and the soul and the mind and the heart and everything like absorbs this new information. Um, and so what the reason that I chose one of the reasons I chose my current job as to be really grateful for is because it's allowing me. I thought. Um, I go and it's a very physical job that's, I drive these big trucks around with lots of packages and I'm in and out and in and out and running up and running back and ringing doorbell like my doorbell ringer finger uh, is sore like I just boop 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 <laughs> anyways thing. so my, my physical body is getting a lot more um, wear and tear than with when I was in a cubicle job or when I was just doing the Uber and the Lyft. Like I wasn't, um, I was, I don't know if you could call it worse though, just different, right? I'm not, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying my body is getting more exhausted. So I have less energy to, to give to maybe being more introspective or maybe taking the time to just like, Think about stuff, or <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> it just so happens to be a large pile on our bed right now that needs to be folded. Um, but anyway, so I, I and I felt like I was either spinning my wheels or going in circles or going backwards because I'm like I don't see how I'm growing right now. I don't see like how this new information that I've learned over the course of a summer w- is being applied to my life, and that's not actually how as what I'm learning from my own specific body and my experience, that's not how, like, it's not just an instant thing. I don't just get a new information and then take a test on it and then get an A and there's a degree and boom, I'm done. I like, I just kind of back away from it. Um, and see how, see what shows up next, like zero expectations. And so what's been showing up is what I wanted to talk about today. So there is, um, I'm noticing things about myself. Um, and, and I'm noticing patterns and uh, I want to look at those patterns. I want to define those patterns and then look at them and see, like, what is it about myself that – what do I like about these patterns? What do I, don't I like? Like, how can I shift them? Um, and so the first one – and you – I think I've talked about this with you before. Um, Probably. Uh, but I'm looking into it really for the first time. And I've done two recordings. Um, and they are – I dress rehearse arguments in my head. I've done it for as long as I can remember. Um, I think it's a – Yeah. And have we talked about that before? Um, I don't not maybe, but I think I know I'll do that too. Okay. So I want to know, like I do it, I spend a lot of energy and how do we qualify a lot of energy? Uh, I don't really know how to qualify it. I spend, I notice it a lot that I, and generally when I'm by myself, um, I dress rehearse, uh, arguments. So, uh, for example, um, I was driving in my van at work and going to the first location. So I'm on the interstate and I'm having this argument with one of my supervisors, or one of the people who's in charge of like van repairs. Um, and I'm having, I'm feeling like I need to justify or defend the reasons of certain things on these vans that need to be fixed. Like uh, at interstate speeds, uh, slowing down, sometimes the steering column shutters. Well, that's a specific problem that maybe not life or death, but you know, it leads to other things or uh, the mirror, the very large passenger mirror over here on the side vibrates at interstate speeds so that it no longer is reflective. Like I can't see out of it because it's vibrating so quickly. Um, so things like that. So like I'm having this argument in my head about like needing to defend myself and being dismissed almost on the other side. Um, so, uh, and then there was another one. I'm going to look it up real quick because I had two, two arguments in my head. Um, boop. Mm -mm -mm. Maybe it's that one. Oh, okay. Um, so it doesn't matter what the other one was. Anyways, so, um, so 
at, so what I've committed to doing, and there's a challenge that I'm going to issue for all of you listening and you, Travis, as well, um, if you so feel called to, is to, um, and this is for me, so I know that I do this and I want to know why and I want to know what the energy behind it is. Um, and I have an idea after I did, I did a couple of voice memos where I just kind of stream of conscious what this may be. Um, and the, so the, what I think maybe is that, um, there's maybe when I'm in the moment of something, um, like you and I are having a conversation and I feel unsafe or unable to, in some way, share my true feelings about something. I'm using you as an example, um, that, that energy gets stored back in. It's like when, when I need to express my feelings, I shove them down. Well, they come out, they could come out as disease. They could come out as overweight. They could come out as anger and aggression. They could come out as, um, losing myself in a book or, you know what I'm saying? Like escaping somehow. So like, I want to figure out what this energy that's coming up, it's causing these pre-rehearsed or these dress rehearsed arguments, like what that's telling me and how I can show up differently, um, in the future. So the challenge for myself is I'm going to start collecting data. Um, so every time I have one of these, every time that I notice that I'm having one of these, I'm going to do a stream of conscious, which is what I'm calling it. It's just a voice memo. It's like, uh, uh, I'm journaling, but with my voice. Um, and so I'm going to do a little note and be like, this happened. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to compile this data. And I'm going to say, what are the common threads here? What's different? Like, what, what is it telling me? Um, yeah, so I just started doing that, uh, and I have two voice memos so far of two different ones. Uh, and I noticed they come in varying degrees. Sometimes it's a smaller little thing, which I didn't record on because I was like, yeah, is that a thing? But like, it might have been, and now it's gone, whatever. So the other thing, there's two things that this integration period has allowed me to start noticing about how I show up. Um, so that was the one thing, was pre- dress rehearsing, the, noticing the frequency of dress rehearsing arguments. Um. The second thing is that when I was at work, another reason I'm grateful for my job is that um, I was, uh, we have these devices, they're called rabbits. It's not important, but it's like a a cell phone that has the information I need to deliver my route and the routing information and whatever, scanner, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so when I started the device up, it said um, that I needed to input the device's phone number. Well, I know I know my own phone number for my own device. I don't know. I didn't know the process of finding the phone number for this device. So my supervisor was standing like a van over. So I walked over here and I said, what does this mean? Tell me how to do it. Tell me how to fix it. The impulse that I noticed right in that moment was there was a new situation in front of me and someone else needs to tell me how to do it. I was a subconscious. I didn't think about it. There was zero... Um, there was zero thought behind it. It was an instant response for someone else to solve a problem for me. So, and that comes into that when I cord into other people or I like, I need people to take care of me. That was, I think along the lines of that. So I noticed that. Um, so now what I'm realizing with, then there's moments of a lot of information that comes in and then there's moments of rest and those moments of rest. I don't have to worry about, um, forcing these new lessons or these new concepts that I've learned about myself into my life, um, I can just sit back and and notice how things show up now that I have a new way to define things or a new way to look at things. Um, Yeah, so I'm excited to see how those two things, um, and I bet you could probably be like, um, I could give you 1,500 things of when I come to you and I say, here's new information. Please tell me what to think about it. It probably happens on a daily basis. Okay, so that's a big deal. Like, that's a big deal for me to instantly uh, pause and say, is there something I can figure out about this thing? Is there something I can problem solve before I need someone else to be like, this is a foreign language, do this for me? Um, Yeah, so those are my two aha moments that I'm having right now um, that were brought on by taking a step back and just kind of watching myself show up, watching my day-to-day, like not really having to have intention to like, I mean, I guess there's intention there, but um, yeah. So does that, how's that resonating or following with you? That was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. That was like 20 minutes of it. Was it really? It was. 20 minutes? Uh Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Cool. Hi, I'm Travis. That was a lot of information. You're right. Well, (laughs) first of all, thank you for letting me data dump that. uh, Yeah. Because that's a big part of how I process my feelings and what's going on in my life is to be able to talk about it verbally. So, um, I think the big question, so, uh, I don't know if everybody does this, but I know that's something that I I used to do a lot more than I do now, which is like <clears throat> have the arguments in your head or already uh, have these huge long – you make up stories is what mm-hmm. it is. You make up all these stories. Um, and it's 
I can remember that I don't do it much now, but I the reason that I did it so much before is I didn't really trust myself in making accurate decisions. Um, that I didn't feel like I was correct in the way that I was feeling. Um, that if I was going to have an argument with somebody, that they were going to be the ones that get upset, and then we were going to butt heads, and I was going to have to like fight for my life, and mm-hmm. da 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 da. Um, and then I realized that it was like the majority of the time, I would say ninety nine percent of the time, the way that I had played stuff out in my head did not come to fruition because it's insanity, yeah. right? The stuff that we, uh, you know, that we play out in our heads is beyond worst case scenario sometimes and it's just just kind of ridiculousness right it's like it turns into fighting and yelling and throwing things it's very aggressive and, and yeah it's very aggressive so once i realized that the majority of this time that none of that happened and that i trust myself and to know how i feel about something and that i can come across to somebody else saying what I mean, mean what I say, and don't say it mean. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that once I can have a conversation like that with somebody, that that sets the tone for that conversation, whether I'm asking for something, whether um, I'm pointing something that needs to be fixed, in your case, like the van or whatever. Um, Once I trusted myself, knowing that I knew what I knew what I was talking about, I don't play that often as much. Mm -hmm. And I know that whenever something like that comes into my head and I have um, these giant arguments with you, in my head, it means that I'm either projecting or I'm bringing my old self into my head in the conversation mm-hmm. on how I would handle things before. Mm-hmm. Because in past relationships, whether they were um, business or you know loving relationships or whatever, the louder you got, the more you came across, right, in my mind. Like, that's how you won an argument or that's mm-hmm. how you got your point across gotcha. is by being aggressive and loud and da-da-da-da-da. Um, you know, but what we've learned from each other is that that's not how communication works with really anybody. I don't think. Um, I don't. Uh, being loud and aggressive will not help any conversation. There's a difference between being passionate, mm-hmm. but aggressive yelling and arguing never works. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever I come into a new conversation like that, it it really just kind of simmers everything down. So, um, yeah, I guess it's like when you have those arguments with yourself, you know, and you're taking the notes and stuff, you just kind of got to ask yourself, is this the way you communicate now or is this your old self still kind of living in your head about playing out this conversation that happened Mm -hmm. before? Yeah. Uh, Because I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's detrimental unless you spend way too much time on it. Um, And then I also realize that when I'm thinking like that, I have to take a step back, take a huge deep breath and go... You don't have any control over this. However, by thinking about it, you're putting the energy out subconsciously mm-hmm. to where, you know, you may be manifesting something a lot worse than, than what can actually happen. Yeah. So I, I take a step back and I go, okay, you're, you're, you have no control over this. What you do know about yourself is that you're a very good talker and a listener, um, and you can get your point across to somebody without being mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, And what I'm, one of the things I'm very interested in about myself is, so the dress rehearsing arguments that, what happened? Oh, uh, the dress rehearsing arguments, um, the way that shows up, there is an aggressive nature behind it. There's a fight or flight response that goes with it. Um, There's a survivalist, um, like, am I being going to be ousted from the community kind of, aggression about it like and then shame and all these things are involved um one of the things i notice about my thoughts is that i notice it a lot when i'm driving because that's kind of a a checkout moment because i drive the same route so often i don't really have to think about it um and so i notice that a lot of my thoughts either towards other drivers or myself or you or uh just the news maybe i heard something on the news or like the constructs of society like a lot of the ways that my brain processes things is aggressively and is it any indication that i also have an issue with aggression from other people like it's a huge turnoff i walk away like i'm not interested whatever and yet my brain is processing things with this sense of aggression that i don't understand i don't understand i mean i can look at people in my life and i can see that everyone in my life has had moments where they've communicated with aggression or with anger or with this intense energy. Um, and I, and I want to understand it more. I don't understand. It's an auto response. So it's been rehearsed. It's been in my life enough through people and relationships that I have, uh, 
assimilated this way of letting off steam, perhaps, um, which is why I was so um, intrigued at the possibility of this, the, the losing words here, um, the argument, the pre-planning arguments was that um, if it is some kind of pent up energy that my body is naturally trying to release, what are the moments where I'm choosing to to stuff it down and to hold on to it? What are those moments um, that I can then make a different choice and then find a sense of freedom the rest of the time because I'm not holding on to this thing that I don't want and didn't know that I had specifically? And does that make sense? Do you ever feel like you don't have self control, like in your actions or words? Oh, um. Do you think that, you know, if you have, when you play these off in your head, so do you, do you, when you're playing them out and you get to a point of the argument, because every argument doesn't start out, in your head doesn't start out with like anger and da 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 da. It's you say something, someone says something back that triggers you into getting more angry mm-hmm. and more angry mm-hmm. and more angry. So do you ever feel like, that someone will say something to you that you would not be able to go, nope, and like dust it off. It would just okay. be an automatic trigger. Um, okay, Melissa said, is this about aggression or are you passionate about your opinion? Um, it's kind of yes to both. So, okay, so integrating those two things, um, there is a... It, tr- you brought up trust a little earlier ago. Um, I... And do I have self-control? So there's a couple things. Let me unpack these. Um, so the self-control thing is, it's twofold. Okay, so after argument is over, after there's been an exchange, whether it's been in my head or what's been in real life, um, there is this moment where I look back and I'm like, I see why the other person was frustrated with me, or I see why the other person was aggressive, or I see why they were angry, or I see why they said words that were hurtful. Um, in the moment, my own fight-or-flight responses AKA triggers that trigger me to feel unsafe, disconnected, um, ousted from society, shameful, whatever those things are, are more powerful, uh, are so powerful that I am unable to hit pause on my emotions and step back and be like, what communication barriers or what problems or what uh, roadblocks are happening right now to this conversation? So because those triggers are so powerful, um, I oftentimes find myself being able to only reflect after the moment's over. So with that being said, so yes, sometimes self-control and it's not self-control. Like I threw something or I yelled obscenities or like I've done those things before. Um, but I'm, that's not self-control I'm talking. I'm talking about the self-control of, uh, being able to put my own emotions aside and see the bigger picture. Um, so that is still a struggle for me. Um, but it's a struggle that I do. I think I integrate more and I practice more every day because, um, there are there are things there are less things that trigger me now than there used to. So I'm able to respond um, with a loving response, and I, and I don't like the words love versus fear because they're so broad. I'm able to respond um, more inquisitively, like tell me more about what you're feeling because what you're feeling I have decided isn't about me because I'm not responsible for your feelings or your auto responses to life or whatever. So I so I can I can pause me and I can be like, okay, I'm feeling I'm sensing frustration from you or I'm sensing some kind of disconnect. Um, I'm pausing my auto response of fear, shame, guilt, whatever, so that I can be like, tell me more, tell me more. And actually, you probably have heard me say to you, tell me more. I've said it a couple more times than I'm used to, and I'm working on more because I want to know how to understand what, like Melissa had said, um, I laugh at people when they start yelling, shows a total lack of self-control, and I don't engage in discussions under those circumstances. Okay, I totally get that response. Um, And also, I want to be able to put myself in a situation where someone is coming at me in a way that feels aggressive or feels um, out of control, unsafe, whatever. Um, I want to be able to pause my own reaction so that I can say, I feel your pain. I see your pain, your frustration, your anger, your whatever. Let's figure it out. Um, but it's hard to do that when my own auto response is to fight back. So do you think that's like a, a, like a lack of confidence in yourself though? Because if you're having an argument, whether it's in your head or with somebody else and someone says something that triggers you, mm-hmm. obviously it's something that like you're passionate about mm-hmm. or you feel maybe truthful that mm-hmm. you're not willing to like look at yet. Right. If you get mad about something I say, maybe there's some truth to it. Right. 
maybe. Oh, for sure. I so think that's part like, of the formula, for sure. So it's, you know, the confidence in oneself, maybe they're lacking too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because if you're, if you're confident about something, mm-hmm. anything, like if you go into an argument and you're all like, this is why I like cheese, and then someone says, well, cheese is dumb, and you go, what do you mean cheese is dumb? Like, maybe that's something that you also feel. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Maybe that's something that it's, that there's some truth to it. It's not the triggers because it's like it's that whole triggers are just something that we maybe need to look at a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's if it's triggering you for some reason, there's something that you got to dive into, right? Well, and that's what I'm saying. So there are times where okay, so there have been times conversations where you and I have had where we are both in a trigger in that moment. Neither of us are hearing the other person. Neither of us are communicating well. We are just firing out things, and it doesn't happen often, but it happened that last time, the last argument we had where it spawned that relationship conversation we had on the show. Um, so those are the moments I'm talking about. That was a very out in the open ex- example. Um, but in my life, and I would say for most of my life, there are moments where I um, am, un- am unable to see another person and how they're showing up for me because uh, shame has been triggered. Sadness has been triggered. Anger has been triggered. Fear has been triggered of some sort. And I and that feels so real in that moment that it's louder than anything else going on outside of me. Um, you know, a lot of these conversations, like you look turn on the news and the analysts are just yelling at each other. No one's actually hearing each other. And that's a very broad example, but like, no, there's no, there's not this actual, no one's sitting there and going, okay, that doesn't make sense to me, but tell me more. Help me understand where this is coming from because I can't say that because I feel attacked. Um, so removing myself out of your emotional state allows me to then help understand why you feel that way? What do we need to do about it? Uh, how do we need to show up differently? What values do we need to change or beliefs or what, like whatever the thing may be? We can't get to that if uh, I can't get to that if I'm feeling like if I'm somehow feeling not enough or unvaluable or out of control of my own self. Um, I feel like I'm and I'm still figuring out how to talk about this is like stream of conscious. Like this is the first time I'm really talking about this out loud. So I feel like I'm kind of like circling around the bullseye, um, but haven't yet hit the bullseye in terms of like what I mean. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what I can do is I can look at my own triggers, um, which are generally a shame response to something. Um, and then I can be, and then I can decide that that's not actually a thing that mm-hmm. I have value in this specific instance, and I have, uh, I get to show up, and I get to take up space, and I get to be proud of that. Um, and so that's where I'm at right now, as I get to. Um... <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So <laughs> there's nothing one. dumb about Melissa cheese. Said, there's nothing dumb about cheese. Blue, blue cheese. Blue cheese is dumb. Blue cheese oh. is dumb. <laughs> Cream or crumbles? Because I love a good blue cheese crumble, but I'm not so great on the moving the on. So, what is your homework? Oh, to continue. Um, what was the the first one? Was I'm going to continue um, uh, recording my responses when I notice myself having a the, the details of when I notice myself having a predetermined a pre whatever the words I used earlier argument mm-hmm. in my head. Something that hasn't happened yet. Um, and like you said, 99% of the time never happens. I would say 99.8% of the time never happens. Right. Um, and the other one was, oh, and I also want to continue um, n- my awareness on when something new enters my scope, uh, whether it's another layer of the onion or something completely brand new. Um, my auto response is to, I want, I'm going, I want my auto response to, for me to be in problem solving mode and creativity mode. Um, before I reach out and have someone else help explain something that maybe doesn't make sense. So those two things. Um, And so my challenge for everyone listening um, and for you and for Danielle and for everyone out there is to, um, if there's something about yourself, the way you show up and not about specifically, it's not about other people. We're not, I don't want to change other people. Other people aren't my business. What someone thinks about me is not my business, whatever. So if there's a way that I show up that um, I notice is draining um, like these conversations, the arguments are very draining for me. Um, the thoughts in my head when I'm driving are typically aggressive in nature. And I'm looking in the back like, where are these coming from? Like it's an auto response. So if there's something in your life that you notice is draining or is aggressive or you're not really sure how it adds value to your life, um, start taking notes, start journaling, start doing voice memos, start stream of consciousing with someone that you whatever um, and – does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, and then, um, 
get that data down and then um, we'll go from there. So that's the challenge. Start collecting data for ways that you show up that you notice yourself showing up that you're not really sure what the value is for that thing. And that still seems kind of vague, but <laughs> Melissa said, homework, start fights with people to practice self-control and passionately, but appropriately discuss the differences. <laughs> Don't. Do not start a fight with me just to fight. <laughs> yeah. And if that doesn't resonate, like that's my thing. So yeah. if it doesn't resonate with you, then there are other things about us that I won't ever know because it's inside all of our heads yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that you can take a moment, whether it's the way you talk to your spouse or the way you talk to yourself in the mirror or like uh, what Cindy talked about in the REI dressing room about, she's like, how did we get here lovingly? But right. it didn't start out that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that comes up for you? Examples of things that you might know? Okay. Uh, no. Oh. I think that like, you know, uh, an addendum to that homework would be to, um, because uh, your thing was, you know, you're going to separate yourself because, you know, your actions do not contribute to anybody's reactions and um, that you're going to figure out what triggers you or, or whatnot. But I think that it's also good to be, you know, because sometimes we hold stuff really, really true, right? Um, things that we learn, like, I cannot control other people's reactions or how they feel about me or this, that, and the other. But I think sometimes we have to go back into those things or core beliefs that we start to believe in and say, is this still a core belief of mine? Or try it on the opposite side. Do I have more power in, you know, people's reactions and how people feel about me than I've led myself to believe? Like, you know, we had that conversation, you know, a while ago, a few weeks ago or whatever about you're really good at like taking yourself out of um, situations, like uninviting yourself to things and oh, and, yeah. and whatnot. So it's kind of like instead of taking yourself out, because that's what I hear a lot from you, um, is that you are this on this separate island than a lot of other people, right? Mm -hmm. That feel that their actions and their their things are like, yes, we we really do feel that we can say and do things that'll cause people to feel a certain way or to react. And you're over here on your island going, not me. You're all, I'm not like you all. You know what I mean? So therefore, I've got a different way of thinking. But Maybe as a piece of homework, you go, okay, I'm going to jump on this island for a little bit and see if what they, how they're feeling and, and how, what they believe is true. Just to try it out. Not to say that you have to change the way you, that you feel about things or that your core beliefs are off, but to try it out so you know for sure. Is this your homework for yourself? Huh? This is, this is you talking about your homework for yourself? No, I was addendum to your homework. Oh. Yeah, that you gave everybody. Well, I gave myself, and if anybody feels inspired, go for it. So it's like... That's it, that's that. Right. Yeah. And see, so you just did it again. It's like, this is me. I gave it to other people, but I'm going to do my own thing. So it's like, let's... You're not liking that at all. No, I'm not. I don't, I'm not really connecting to how you're processing it, I think. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because, like, one of the things that you had said about... Oh, because that wasn't even on my radar right now. So you had noticed how I deduct myself from mm -hmm. situations. And I have never, I've, I haven't, I don't, I haven't, I don't see myself doing, I don't have the awareness yet to see myself doing that. But when you started mentioning that, I started hearing other people deduct themselves from situations. So um, you planted a seed that is still growing, but it's not something that's on my everyday awareness right now. Sure. Um, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. So uh, tell me more about like moving on to someone else's island. I know that's the visual, but so core beliefs. So, so look at your core beliefs on on what you have. Write them down if you don't know what they are. You know, they could be a hundred, they could be ten. You know, whatever they are, those something that drives you um, to live your life, mm -hmm. right? The way that you interact with people, um, and if one of those core beliefs, and this is just an example, is I no matter what I say or do will cause that person to feel a certain way about me. You know what I mean? Because you say that a lot. You're like, my, I can't help how people react to me, or I can't you know, help my energy doesn't have anything to do with the way that they interpret things. Mm -hmm, or da -da -da. Mm -hmm. Maybe flip it on its head and go, in your head, you know that the words and the actions and the things that you do actually do affect other people. Try that out. Okay. Instead. So... Okay, I think I hear you. So I I would say that I know that my words and action, and I would know how I show up affects other people. Uh -huh. um, 
the part of my core belief that the other side of that is, um, what is my responsibility in your reaction to me? So are you requesting, you're saying go deeper and explore what my responsibility yeah. is for your reaction to me? Yeah. Okay. What was, hey, Melissa, what was that thing you said the last time you were at our house? She was like, I'm not responsible for how you receive me or something. Cause it was very, cause that's kind of on the lines of the same conversation, I think. Um, I'm not responsible for how you receive how I show up or something like that. So, um, I would like to have more more of a conversation about this, definitely. Um, maybe even bring on another perspective or mm-hmm. uh, someone else who's going through something that where they feel either they are re- responsible for other people receive them um, or they don't feel at all or if there's a way to um, intermingle the both. Right. Because I understand like, like if I know you're triggered about something that you don't want to talk about and I force that subject on you and it causes you pain – Yes, I can see how I have responsibility in that because I'm not I'm respecting a boundary that you have specifically set. Um and then there's another part of that where it's like if I'm not aware of your triggers, am I responsible f- for like having an interview with you to figure out your triggers before I even communicate with you? Like that's the gray area of where like I'm not exactly sure uh, what my responsibility is. And I think I can re- retract my statement of saying I'm not at all responsible to say um, I'm open to figuring out what the responsibility is in any moment of a conversation or a yeah. connection so that both people feel seen, heard, valued. Yeah, because when you said earlier that after an argument you have with somebody, whether it's in your head or with me or whatever, and then you sit back and you go, what could I have said to have them react like the way that they reacted or what did I maybe do or say or look Mm -hmm. a certain way? Like that was shocking to me. Like I didn't think that was a process that you ever went through. It was just kind of like, all right, it's over, done, bam. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, let them figure out what what they need to figure out and I'll figure out my own thing. So that's cool to hear that you actually take a step back and go, where was I responsible in that? Where was I responsible in that? How was I responsible? Anyway, uh, not responsible how you received my information as long as I have acted appropriately. Well, that's another conversation. What is appropriate for you? What's appropriate for me? That's why I love um, this introspective thing. Sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, but like, the, so the whole like, I've noticed this, I've noticed this coming up uh, before where someone was like, um, uh, it's common sense. I mean, common sense is not common practice. If you grew up in Brooklyn right. and I grew up in Kentucky or you grew up in California, like common sense is not actually a thing. Right. Common sense means nope. it's, it's, it, there's 7 billion different types of common sense or 8 billion or whatever many people on this earth. So um, that's where like putting a, I think maybe part of the problem is putting a definitive on it of saying like this happens, this ha-, like there's a formula or like an end game versus we're just in this moment where constantly just need to be evaluating our feelings um, and how, I don't know, TBD. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes too much. So like for me, like right now, what I can, what I feel comfortable with accepting for myself to look at is, uh, what is this aggression that comes from dress rehearsing, um, arguments and then also processing other thoughts. Um, and then, um, what is this impulse and how, what do I do with it? This whole, like absorbing new information but my first impulse is to let someone else or ask someone else to do it for me. It's an impulse. It's like, oh my God, it's all, yeah. So, and the best question those are my two is things. to ask yourself, how important is this? Like, how, am I going to let this argument go on in my head that's not even happened yet? Am I going to let this take away mm-hmm. some of my peace? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because that's exactly what you're doing. You're robbing yourself of peace whenever you have these long conversations and I'll speak for myself. Whenever mm-hmm. I have these long conversations about this argument that's going to happen that may not ever happen, it may not go play out for a very long time, but if it's two or three or five minutes of my time, I've just robbed myself of going over something that I have no control over. Okay. And that's the one step. And I want to go one step deeper with it. So I realized that that moment has robbed me of my peace. Where did it come from? Why is it there? So I thought, I had a thought about the things that were wrong with that van. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, I step back and I'm like, where did that argument come from? So that thing that I shoved down in there, I'm, I'm assuming, because I don't know where it came from yet. But where did that energy to auto, auto-populate that argument come from? And why is it being stored in my body? Why is it coming up now? And it's like when someone, did it initially right, come up? It seems like someone at some point in your life or multiple times would tell you a lot that you don't know what you're talking about. 
That's where you just hit the nail on the head. If I had a bell right now, there are so many times. Yes, and that's where like trusting myself comes right. in because those exactly. aren't my people. I can exactly. tell I have faces so you're in my a head right now. Completely different person now, and you are more, way more responsible for mm-hmm. yourself now than you have ever been in your whole life. Right. So it doesn't matter if someone tells you you're wrong if you're confident in what mm. you feel like then you're not going to have those conversations. Mm. So you're automatically thinking someone's going to tell you that you're not good enough or that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because well, so many to the next challenge because you just solved my problem right there. Like, no, that's a, that's a big thing, and that's a part of the equation that I'm going to look at because it is absolutely true that um, inadvertently, and I'm not saying that this was consciously done, but I have been told uh, you don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. for my intuitive auto responses from a situation. Um, and so then I have, I've spent a lot of most of my adulthood, not believing my intuition, uh, because there were moments where I was trained. Um, and I'm not, it's not a blame thing. It was just, there were moments that cultivated me believing that I was wrong. Gotcha. And well, so I go. am responsible for that belief uh, because I accepted it. And so now I'm I'm like, I don't like this. Where'd it come from? Time to write it, it down but, and burn it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And Melissa came with a good point. She was like, um, to have order and constructive conversations, you have definitives, yelling, calling names, physical behavior, threats. I think we can all agree is inappropriate. So, uh, I'm yes. going to disagree. Oh, I'm not, not going to say it's appropriate. No, no, no. I'm not going to say it's appropriate, but those are – they're the same thing. Okay, so it's the – it's the energy behind those things. So that's what I'm saying. So, Melissa, I think you would agree that, like, if those things happen, you just want to shut down and walk away. I completely get that. So what I want to do is be able to pause my own reaction to those situations and be able to uh, – there's a word here – de-escalate. Um, so I want to be able to take that energy that's coming at me that someone's like, ah, and I want to be able to, like, I see you, I feel you, I hear you. Let's go deeper. Let's figure out what – is behind this aggression because me walking away is not solving the problem. Them continuing to yell is not solving me yelling back. None of that is solving the problem. So how do I transmute, which I'm using that word and saying, how do I move that energy and shake it up and unravel it and to figure out what the actual conversation that we're trying to request here is. And by running away from it, by uh, locking people up in jail, I, I can get societal about this or political about this, but like all these things where we push these things away that are uncomfortable, aren't solving the problems. They're just shelving them. So, Yes, it's inappropriate on some levels, and also it's just information that that's helping me go that I don't want to be triggered. I don't want to be triggered by that. I want to turn off my trigger so that so that I can say, "Hey, let's go deeper. Tell me more." Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's but not also, condoning the behavior. I yeah, just want to get that, but it. everybody doesn't think like you as True. well. So it's kind of like there's a majority. There is a majorative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you are constantly fighting to be away from the majorative of something in anything really so it's like whenever i look at that and i say okay these things are inappropriate calling names yelling at you kicking you in the shin like you know what i mean i think i would have a lot more people and this isn't about me or you yeah no no i I think uh, there would be a lot more people that would be sitting over here going yeah that's completely inappropriate than there would be sitting over here going no, because I want to dive into that, mm-hmm. and I want to de-escalate yeah, it, yeah. da-da-da-da-da. So it's kind of like there's a majorative, mm-hmm. and then there's peace. <laughs> okay, so why do you – and not I don't want you to think what Melissa thinks. Why do you feel that those things are inappropriate? Yelling? Because it, it doesn't do any good. I've learned, I've learned through life that all those things – because I've done those things in conversations – that – all those things that whenever I was yelling and screaming, calling names, they did not help the situation at mm-hmm. all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when they were doing it to me, definitely did not help it out, right? There, that you're, it's not a conducive conversation when there's yelling and screaming and calling names and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. There's just not. That's why I feel like those things are not appropriate for me to do in a conversation. Would you say, could you find value in those comments? No. No? No. When, when people are speaking completely from anger and calling names, there's nothing to, there's nothing in, uh, you know, for, to figure out. It's yeah. just that's... So put that same energy in a baby that's screaming its head off. What's the value of that annoying, high-pitched, long-term that's a baby. scream? I know. I know. It so doesn't matter. What, what is the communication that that baby is doing? Because the baby can't communicate. Boom. That's exactly it. It, it, it. Right. But you're a grown-ass man. You can communicate. 
You can. That's a construct that I don't, believe, I don't believe that's I true. Know. I know. Because you're not the majority. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the physical age of someone doesn't talk about their mature age or their energetic age or their biological. Like, like if someone, if I'm yelling at you to convey that I'm angry, I don't know how to say why I'm angry, what I'm angry about, like, what the solutions are. I do, all I know is that I'm really frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the communication skills to calmly accurately you do or have whatever the skills though you I, have the skills if a i baby did does not you have the skills somewhere you're choosing at the time not to use them a consciously baby, choosing subconsciously consciously whatever it is like you're choosing not to use them at that time a baby on the other hand is crying and screaming because it doesn't have the skills to speak english and say this is the problem this is what's happening mm-hmm. right now da 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 it doesn't have those abilities. It cannot happen. A ba- and if it did, that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. But like, it's just the ability versus choosing not to or not being able in the moment to recollect that tool because you're upset or pissed off or whatever it may be. So yeah, I think that as a grown, it, there is a definitive of whenever you get to a certain age, you have the ability to communicate differently than a baby. And what age is that? What do you mean? When you what are, age am I grown ass enough to be able well, to communicate Well, if you want to go into science, or men, uh, their brains aren't completely developed until we're what? What? 21? 25? Something like that? So. So 25? Yeah. Let's go with 25. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Did it. <laughs> Your face is so red right now. Like. <laughs> 25. 25. Okay. And I think they're for men specifically. Yeah. Women get it right. I mean, I'm, let's be honest. <laughs> and this is not for everybody, of course. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Can you go back to comments? I can't say anything. Who said what? Uh, if someone punches me in the mouth, I'm not going to try to defuse the situation. <laughs> right. Agreed. Uh, That's a fight or flight where flight's probably the best option. Yeah. Right. Uh, and said, boom, you can communicate sometimes. Correct. Then it's your responsibility to sit with it until you can effectively communicate. Correct. Not being able is due to chemical hijacking. Not being able to is due to chemical hijacking. Not being able is due to chemical hijacking. Oh, so the auto response, like the fight or flight, the chemicals that my body releases when I'm triggered by something or feeling gotcha. unsafe or shamed. Okay. Right. Um, so what I would what I would like the other side of that. So like Melissa said, this is your responsibility to sit with it until you can effectively communicate. Yes. So I can sit with it on myself. So I think maybe what I'm trying to say um, about when we're talking about things are inappropriate um, and walking away, whatever, um, what I want to do is instead of walking away and instead of, and I'm not, and this is not comparing myself to anyone else. This is what I want to do in a situation. What I'm training myself to do um, is to create space for myself or for other people. So like I can go by myself and I can sit and I can diffuse and I can calm down and whatever, and I can journal and whatever. But also in the moment, is there also, is there not a space that I can create that allows someone to also effectively calm down and diffuse and possibly and without, without me being like, you need to go away. You're not good enough. You're too much. You're not enough. You're Maybe. wrong. You're whatever. Like where I can say, it's okay. Let's, let's be angry. Let's, create a tomahawk throwing business and let people or breaking dishes or like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's ways to like, anyway, so that's what I'm, I'm not saying that that's how everyone should show up. I'm saying for me, I want to be able to show up where I can turn off my triggers or and by turn off, I mean, work through them and let go of them and no longer need them. Um, so that I can create space for someone else who's maybe having a traumatic response to something, whether mm-hmm. it's anger, sadness, whatever. Um, to diffuse and process, work through whatever. Yeah, I think um, that's okay. I think that's good for you. I think that's, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like you, you know, happen to be different than other people, just like I happen to be different than other people. And if you're in a conversation where you're wanting to de-escalate something mm-hmm. and that other person isn't ready to be in the same space as you are with mm-hmm. de-escalating, oh, yeah. then you have to respect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not always, you have to kind of ask, is this, is this okay? You know, whenever you're communicating with them. I want to de-escalate this. I want to yell with you. Do you want to yell with me? No? Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll go sit with it until mm-hmm. I figured it out. Yeah. And some, sometimes that's the, the harder part <sighs> is having to step away by yourself and figuring it out, figuring your own shit out. 
instead of working through it with somebody that's not ready to do it because obviously that never works. True, true that. And this is a lot. Oh, this is a big topic. Sheesh. Woo. Integrate. Uh, I want to say hello to my mother. Hi, Ray Ray. Uh, depends on the person. People vary greatly in how mature people are. Yeah. For I sure. agree. Uh, our friend Anne not being able to s- is due to chemical hijacking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now we're into the comments we've read. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you, Melissa and Anne and Mom. Ray, Ray. And there was a couple other names. Aaron uh, was room. here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you all for joining us. Um, we're going to come back to this conversation because I'm going to keep collecting data and I, whatever this brings up for you, please bring to the table as well. And you all uh, in the comments or uh, as I see you all in real life, like let's keep talking about it and figuring it out how to show up with more um, understanding and connection and let's, let's be aggressive less and fight less. And I mean, those are tools that work and they tell us stuff. I believe they have value in them. Um, <laughs> but a... I think that, I think sometimes they're overused. <laughs> You're such a Gemini. <laughs> like, Back and forth. You, liter- and you literally just was like, no, I don't think yelling and aggression is the way to go. And then your last sentence was, let's stop being so aggressive. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying like, they have like, I mean, acknowledge that they're happening in this moment. Gotcha. Um, but I don't want to be auto-responding with continuing the momentum of that aggression. I want to be able to respond and be like, okay, this isn't about me. Uh, this person's feeling a certain way. There's an experience. Let's Like, I, I want to take me out of the equation of feeling like I'm responsible. Yeah, there's yep, that word again. There we go. Uh, that feel like I'm... <laughs> You Anyways, we'll, right we'll unpack that yeah. later. But yeah, let's keep talking about it. And thank you all for being here. Oh, thank you guys so much. Yeah. This is a treat. I don't know if I want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put me put in the kind of figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Thrown to the wolves a little bit there. Anyway, anyway, well, this was great. Thank you guys for showing up, and thank you for everybody that's going to be listening and watching after uh, we get off here live. But feel free to communicate with mm-hmm. us um, in the mm-hmm. comments, um, and we'll check it and we'll say hi, and we'll see you when we see you next. Uh, as always, my heart to yours. Yours, about. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap, tap into, into life. life.